you're listening to 30 Below with Allie and Rick. I'm Rick. I'm Allie. And tonight we watched Speed 2 Cruise Control. <laughs> As requested by Blake Wenger. Um, thank you, Blake. Thank you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this has a whopping 4% critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That uh, Of note, of the positive reviews that it got, two of them were from Siskel and Ebert. Wow! And, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Ebert said that it was the review that he had to defend more than any other. <laughs> Amazing! Um, yeah, that 4% was out of 73 critics so like Siskel and Ebert they apparently don't count for much um and then a 16% out of a hundred thousand reviews from audience which wow that's a lot of people that felt angry enough about this movie (laughs) to go online and review it oh wow Yep, so... So this is directed by a, uh, I believe he's a Dutch filmmaker. Uh, That makes sense with all the Dutch angles. I believe his name is Jan de Bont, but... No, I don't know. Might be Jan de Bont. I don't know. (laughs) Jan de Bont. He is known for... He's only directed like six movies total. Okay. Uh... I thought he directed Speed. Doesn't it say from the director of Speed? Yes. So, like, that's the first movie he ever directed was Speed. Wow. Then he did, Talk about beginner's luck. Uh, then he did Twister. He did oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did The Haunting, which was the um, Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson, Haunting of Hill House movie. Okay. In, like, 99, 2000. Okay. Uh, and Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. So wow! The second Angelina Jolie okay. video game movie, and then he did nothing for like fourteen years and just did a movie. In I mean, why would you and knock those out of the park and you're set? So yeah, he has a very small filmography, but a lot of very '90s films in there. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the tagline for this is "Rush Hour hits the water." Which makes no sense. Well, the uh, tagline for the first speed is, get ready for rush hour. See, I didn't see the first speed, so I don't know if that makes... I mean, it does make sense because I know that they had to keep the bus going at a certain speed. Otherwise, the bomb would blow up or something. Yes, and I have fond memories of the original speed. I haven't seen it in ages, I probably remember 10% of it. Like, I remember there's the ball on the bus, and Mm -hmm. Sandy is the driver. Mm. Well, she's a passenger who takes over for the driver. I was going to say, she's the bus driver? Yeah, the bus driver gets shot, and she has to take over. I see. And uh, he's... She's like, just so you know, I normally don't ride the bus. I had to ride it because my license was suspended. And Keanu Reeves says, oh, for what? And she says, for speeding, and that's a commercial break uh, when you're watching it on cable. Mm. Like, that is cut to commercial after that line. That makes sense. 
So, yeah. Uh, first thoughts on this overall. Overall? You really want me to... Like, just what's the things that you're thinking of while seeing this? Oh, I thought it was incredible. I had so much fun watching it. Um, I I didn't understand, like, I, I know it's speed two, but I didn't think there was anything that had to really do with speed in this. No, the only <laughs> thing that carries over is two characters, and one of them isn't the lead. So Sandy Bullock and... The guy they steal a boat from at the end. Oh, really? Yeah, I, like, double-checked. and that I knew he looked familiar. Showgirls, yes, that's where I know him from. Okay, yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, we start out with the 20th Century Fox logo. Yes, we do. And then fades into the water, and we're just... Have shots of water going underneath the credits, and then we're on land. Yeah, and then it fades away. Like, <laughs> you don't do two fades. <laughs> like I know we're all excited. Like it's cruise control. We know they're going to be out gonna, of boat at some gonna point. Going to be in the water, <laughs> but you don't start on the water and then fade <laughs> to a highway. No, like you can do a fade to water and then fly over, and then the camera pans up, and then we see yeah. The ca- motorcycle chase that's happening yeah yeah that would be cool right but they didn't think of that um and we see cool dude alex on the motorcycle with a bluetooth in his ear because he's cool dude he's very cool he's chasing a striped truck yeah it's like a ice cream truck. it looks like an ice cream truck and the driver is wearing like ice cream yeah stuff yeah like there is no way to tell like the whole time I was like, is he chasing this ice cream truck? I expected it to be an ice cream truck for about half of this chase. Same. And then I saw the back. Well, then the boxes started coming out. And I was like, okay, well, that's not ice cream. And then the back said, like, cleaners. And I was like, okay, so this is like a, a, a cleaning truck. Like yeah. a laundry cleaning truck. Yes, you have. <laughs> you know? Even though the guy driving is, like, wearing an ice cream guy uniform. So, yes, the guy on the bike is Alex. Mm-hmm. Or Alec. Is Alex. Alex. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I'll be referring to him as not Keanu. <laughs> uh, it's Jason Patrick. Mm-hmm. Who, like, this is the only thing I know him from. Okay. I was like, do I know him from anything? No. Right. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Apologies for... For a, a, car a car alarm. Yep. Anyway. We don't have a studio. Uh, <laughs> he gets a call from, I guess, his partner or chief or sergeant or something. Like a fellow <laughs> detective. He's like, just remember, bring this guy in by the book. No stunts, no wrecks, everything by the book. And of course, Alex is a... a a loose cannon, so he's not gonna do things by the book, obviously. And meanwhile, um, Sandy Bullock is taking a driving test. She's so bad. I cannot understand how, like, I did not think she was 
like trying to pass this test. No. I thought she was like in on whatever Alex was She's doing. She's like straight up Mr. Magooing. Yeah, she she has no business being behind a wheel. Um so I and again, yeah. uh, from what I recall, the first one, she's a fine driver. Her only issue was that she was speeding too much, and that's why her license was revoked. Yeah. Not that she was a danger to everyone <laughs> in the state of California. She's so bad. And the driver's just like, or and the, the teacher's just like taking notes like, oh, you went over the line, and he looks like... A little afraid, but, I mean, he should be afraid for his life. And, like, don't they have brakes or something on yes. their side? Like, Typically, he... well, it depends. Maybe not always. If you're doing driver's ed, mm -hmm. like, typically they will. Um, uh, this is a driver test that is typically done in your own car, I think, in California. That didn't seem like her car, though. Uh, oh, maybe it was. Okay. Yeah, because she... Yes. Yeah. Um... And the but, driving instructor, um, I recognize him as Tim something from the Carol Burnett show. Oh, okay. I don't recall his last name. Yeah, he seems like very, like, he's holding it in, but he's not, like, gonna, like, have her pull over and be like, no, you failed. He's letting him, or he's letting her take him, like, into almost certain death <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of a scene in i think it's the second naked gun where he <laughs> commandeers a student driver yes oh my god i love that scene oh it's so good um this this was i i mean it was mostly just confounding, whereas Naked Gun was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but, but Naked like she, Gun is supposed to be. She takes a sharp turn at one point mm -hmm. and nearly crashes into a car that happens to be transporting panels of glass. And, like, those just fall and break. Yep. Mm-hmm. She, like, nearly hits a ton of people. Yep. Uh, and meanwhile, she's talking about the her bo new boyfriend who is, like, a bike cop at the beach. Yep. And uh, how her old boyfriend, Jack, it didn't work out because uh, relationships in high-intensity situations don't work out. So basically she's just saying that Keanu's character sucks. <laughs> and it's clear that they wrote this script with Keanu Reeves in mind and mm -hmm. then just had to add reasons why it's not Keanu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, chatting to your driver and or driver test person, driver judge. I don't know. Driving instructor. Driving instructor, but he's not instructing her. He's just, no. anyway. Talking to that person about your relationship, totally normal. Yeah. While you're taking your driver's test. And you know. you're uh, cutting back and forth between her and the police chase and... Uh, like, loot starts tumbling out of the back mm -hmm. of, Cardboard boxes. Yep, which are apparently electronics. And oh, were it, they electronics? That's what they say, like, there were computers or something. Oh, I missed that. And so, yeah, they were stealing. I figured they were, like, clean laundry, because <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, yeah, so Nakianu has to drive on the outside of the barrier so he's like only got two feet of yeah road to right drive on yeah 
to catch up. Yep. Meanwhile, Sandy's uh, driving along and talking about how she's been, it's her seven month anniversary. Oh, that's how long they were together. And this is the longest relationship either of them has ever been in. Okay. And so that's why they're going to celebrate. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's sirens behind her, and she's just like, well, I can't pull over here. And so she doesn't stop or slow down or anything. She just keeps going and talks about how she can't pull over. Yeah. I mean, at one point, she is, like, on, like, a, a cliff area. So, like, I get that. But, like, before that, she she was plenty able to pull yes. over. And later on, she will get to a part in the road where there's literally signs that say, uh, lane close, one lane only. Mm-hmm. So it's like literally changing from two to one lane. Mm-hmm. You can pull over and let them pull yeah. over or pass or yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's room. She's also regaling him with a tale of um, getting pepper spray for a present. Um, but she thought it was perfume, which she must have never seen a can of pepper spray ever. Or a can of perfume. Or a can. Or a bottle of perfume. Per- I mean, yeah. I, I guess body spray comes in cans. Yeah. I want to like, say it's perfume, but. But, like, it says, like, you know, danger and stuff like that. Like, even when I was in, like, high school, like, I knew the difference between perfume and pepper spray. Yeah. I knew what spray looked like and so yeah this is one of those scenes where it's just crapping on keanu reeves character being like yeah he was this kind of guy who would give a girlfriend pepper spray for a gift instead of perfume and so it's like oh i guess we're supposed to hate his character now but also she sprayed it in her face he apparently gave it to her and then she was like oh perfume thanks yeah exactly it all up like um, and he wasn't like, here, I got you this mace for protection. I have no idea how she is still alive. Yeah. Like, I don't know how she managed to survive this They long. dumbed her character down so much from what I remember of the first one. Yeah, see, I didn't see the first one, but I was like, wow, this woman has no clue about anything. And she's talking with her driving instructor, mm-hmm. and the driving instructor is like, dip. And they go through two dips, mm-hmm. which uh, also at this moment, if you look, they're also going through a red light. Yes. And he doesn't mention the red light. <laughs> he's just like, oh, there's a dip. Well, he's probably like, she's not going to stop for a red light. <laughs> Let's just call attention to the dip. And so then Nakianu uh, manages to chase the ice cream truck into the police blockade. Mm-hmm. So it pulls a u- quick... Uh, donut and starts heading back towards him and is going to he's playing chicken uh, with an ice cream truck on a motorcycle Mm -hmm. and then he decides to tackle the ice cream truck with his motorcycle so he yeah he does like a slide thing slides and just rolls off of it so that the motorcycle goes under the tires Mm -hmm. and causes the ice cream truck to drive off the cliff yep and then he rolls rolling down it next to the driver and Yep, like, the driver somehow in. flies out at the same time and, you know, is fine, but they roll down the hill together. And, yeah, apparently this is what he does all the time. No clue. Um, and Sandy Bullock manages to show up and she sees him as he's doing this mm-hmm. pretty much. And she's like, I you didn't tell me you were part of the suicide squad. <gasps> years which like is that a is that a term in in 
policing is the people who I've, do dangerous things there about might be the suicide a squad thing about it. maybe i've only hear, heard it in the context of the comic book same um yeah and she uh, thought he was a beach cop and someone's like nice you're a madman shaw uh, just to drive home the fact that they uh, all the police are impressed with his loose cannon antics. Yep, yep. Even though he would have just cost the city thousands of dollars mm-hmm. in legal fees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, she definitely cost people money. She crashed into yeah. vehicles. Like, she's, <laughs> she's not sitting pretty either. She should not only not be given a license, she should be like prohibited from driving ex- like beyond just oh driving yeah license. Like, oh yeah she should be banned for life from driving yeah <laughs> she shouldn't be allowed to go to a go-kart track <laughs> she should not um <clears throat> yeah so and they... she keeps um, she's, like, berating him for not telling her that he's a, a more dangerous cop, he's I guess. He's on the SWAT team. He's on the SWAT team. He, which, specifically, he's on the L.A. SWAT team. Yes. In the 90s. Yeah. So, mm, got some problems. And um, she's like, you should have told me mm-hmm. about yourself. And he's like, well, I want, was going to tell you tonight at our dinner. And... Why don't we go away and let's let the plot of the movie start now? Yep. Um, he, she also said, like, I don't even know your badge number. And yeah, I wasn't sure if that was then. Uh, I don't know, but that Which, that comes in at the. Yes. It'll come in later. She that she doesn't know enough <clears throat> about him. And she's like, I don't even know your badge number. And that's just a thing that. I guess police wives know about is... I don't know. They know about their boyfriend's badge numbers. I mean, like, people usually don't even know their person's, like, cell phone number. So, like, I don't know why it would matter what his badge number is. And for some reason, in my experience, people don't know their own phone numbers. Yeah. It's literally the only phone number you have to know. Oh, the things you learn working promotional marketing. So, yes. uh, The music that's going on here, um, I was like 10% sure they were about to break into song Mm -hmm. because it just sounded like it was about to build into Mm -hmm. them, into a musical. But anyway, uh, it cuts to pictures of boats and marinas and stuff, and they're mm-hmm. sailing over to a cruise ship. Yep. And then it's the same song, except now it's, like, tropical slightly. <laughs> like, I think there's some steel drums under it. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, like, walking onto the ship, and we, we first meet Dante, the photographer, um, and he assumes that they are newlyweds, and he's like, oh, only $34.99 for a photo of you two. That's and so he's like, much. I know. For like, especially for a candid photo. I know, but he's, you know, he's trying to fleece people for, yeah, you know, a souvenir. to sell yeah. these photos. Yeah, absolutely. Which, like, also, it's not like on a digital camera. It's like on a, a normal yeah, camera. A so like camera. they're gonna have to wait until that develops. Like, does he have a dark room on the ship? Probably. Or like how 
I didn't see a dark room on the ship. I mean, we didn't see the whole ship. We didn't see the whole ship. We don't ship. know what his particular suite looks I, like. I mean, he may have a dark room, but somehow I don't think so. Um... But, yeah, everyone kind of assumes that they're newlyweds, which, like, even on our honeymoon, nobody, like, no. we had to tell people. We were like, we're on our honeymoon. <laughs> everyone who's on their honeymoon, no one guesses you're on your honeymoon. No. Everyone is bragging about the fact oh, that they're yeah. on their honeymoon. Absolutely. Everyone is like a 25-year-old white girl on their birthday when it's their honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we're newlyweds. This is my husband. Yep, we uh, did that. And so when they get put into their suite... Um, we see when Sandy goes to get into her swimsuits, she can go swimming. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's taking something out of his pocket. He's got a ring. Yeah. And apparently he's going to propose after seven, seven months. Seven months. Which clearly, this scene makes a lot, or that plot point makes a lot more sense when it's, this is the same guy from the first movie, and they've been together for two years now. Mm-hmm. Instead of... We've been together for seven months. Neither of us has ever been in a relationship that long. Yep. We just had a fight yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's dancing and a shaky cam and very weird shots and yeah, angles. Yeah, the camera is constantly moving mm-hmm. and cutting and you're getting the feeling that there's a lot of people, but you can't focus on any particular one. Well, some of the shots are, like, from, like, like at an angle, like, torso and, like, panning up to the face. But, like, not at a, like, oh, this is what this person looks like. But just, like, if you had a camera and you were crouching down and you were pointing the camera up at something. Like, it was very weird. Yeah, the cinematography in that sequence is mm-hmm. very confusing. Yeah. And one of the people that we see is, um, which we met him a little bit earlier, is Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. And earlier he was complaining about his golf clubs. Yes, he was very concerned about his golf clubs. in his uh, suite yet. Mm-hmm. And they were down in luggage. He's like, I need them. I need my golf clubs. Yeah. It's... And anyway, uh, Sandra Bullock is getting drinks from the bar and mm-hmm. she's chatting with Willem Dafoe, who happens to be sitting there. Mm-hmm. And uh, not Keanu is very upset with this. I don't know why anyone would be jealous of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> like... I, you know what? I bet he is an incredibly nice and charismatic person. I mean, he probably is. But, like, but I, would... I mean, if you looked like Jason Patrick, yeah. Jason Patrick, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, you're leaving me for Willem Dafoe. And also, <laughs> like, oh, you were flirting with that guy? It's like, no, she was talking no, to she someone was, while she yeah. was waiting for drinks at the bar. It's not like she was laughing her head off and, like, touching his arm and stuff. She was just, like, chatting. She's and She's like, having fun and talking to people on a cruise. Yeah, like, if he's that jealous over Willem Dafoe, like, she should not be with him because that's a big red flag. Also, she shouldn't be with him because she is Sandy Bullock in the 90s. She's a straight-up 10. That's true. And Jason Patrick is not. I mean, he's not bad looking. He, like he's, he's he's decent looking. Has the unfortunate, he's got the type of hairline where he looks like he's in his early forties, even though he's probably like maybe thirty ish. Oh yeah, I figured they were both in their like mid to late thirties. Yeah, he just 
looks older than he is. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, he's like he's not Sandy Bullock attractive. Yeah. Also, his personality doesn't seem to be that great either. No. He seems very grumpy, like in the beginning. Um, and doesn't seem to be, like, having fun or anything and seems to be, like, having to be pulled into fun situations like dancing and that kind of thing. So, anyway, he's uh, looking at her and he's like, oh, who's your new boyfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. She, like, says his name and he's like, you know, there's something about him. He was so worried about his golf clubs, but he's not watching golf on TV and I guess he's not watching the big golf tournament on the television, which... That's not is, necessarily his choice. No, this is just uh, to show that Jason Patrick is such a super cop. That yeah. he can yeah. detect this stuff. He's like Sherlock. Which also, he's not a detective, he's a SWAT team member. Yeah. It's a different skill set. Right. Yeah, you don't have to watch golf all the time if you're... If you're a golf person yeah, like maybe no one you care about is playing that day. also maybe other people are watching something else and like there's more of them than there are of you or maybe you're on a cruise ship and you're just watching all the attractive women in bikinis dancing with their boyfriends who don't want to dance with them that could be too um so then we see uh willem dafoe later he has a jar of leeches Mm-hmm. Um, two jars of leeches, actually. Uh-huh. And then he's disassembling uh, golf clubs and yeah, golf like, balls. Oh, it slides it open and there's like a digital readout and he's looking at the golf balls and there's like a little hole in them and it's clear that they're not what they appear to be. Mm-hmm. They're, they're different. Um, and, and we're at dinner now. <laughs> UB40! <laughs> um... So we hear UB40 playing or singing Can't Help Falling in Love, mm-hmm. of course. And we are now meeting all of the uh, people that we're going to be with for the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some nice 90s fat phobia. Oh, yeah. And yep. jokes about diet fads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that there is a family with a deaf daughter and they're signing an ASL. Yep. Um, also, there is a, the, apparently, uh, ship director or cruise director is like, who wants to take a peek at a multi-million dollar jewelry collection? (laughs) And she says it's so, like, bored and, like, just like, who wants to do this? (laughs) It's just... And also, who does want to see a multi-million dollar jewelry collection? Yeah. Like, like... Oh, those are oh. necklaces. Okay, that's what that looks like. Very sparkly. I'm glad those were on this cruise ship for some reason. Well, but then it seems like one guy like buys one for yeah. his lady, which like I didn't. Are they trying to sell the the jewelry? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe they're trying to get rid of it. This is only $40 million. It's a multi-million dollar jewel collection that the cruise ship accidentally bought and they've got to sell it to the people on the cruise. And they have it on the cruise. Yep. 
apparently. Uh, and we learned that Nakianu can read sign language. Mm-hmm. So we're adding to the skills that he has. He yeah. is. He wanted to learn a different language because he's very worldly. Yeah, he is great at everything he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. is super competent at everything. Yep. And it is frustrating because he constantly is just saying things. Uh-huh. And everyone just listens to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but... He's, like, signing with the girl, and, like, the girl gives a very, like, creepy robot look, first of all. Like, not... That didn't, like, come into play at all, and I think it was just, like, you know, they didn't get a better take, but, like, she creeped me out, that first, like, take of her. Um, but, yeah, also, um, she... Oh, yeah. She asks... Or she, like, signs to Alex asking if Sandy is his girlfriend. She asks if he's, she's his sister. Oh, sister. Yes. She asks if he she's his sister. And he says, like, uh, no, we're together or something. Yeah, he like. Says, he says something like, no, we're together. And she signs back, she's very beautiful. You will have... Beautiful children. Beautiful children, which, like, whoa, chill out. Yeah, and then everyone at their table's like, so would you think about kids, you two who aren't married? Who have been together for seven months? And then they start using these weird, like, restaurant metaphors, and they're like, well, they're not necessarily on the menu right now. It depends who the chef is, and... You know, the different waiter might bring different things. Well, Can he I says... order a la carte? Yeah, mind if I order a la carte? And at that point, I was like, what are they talking about? Because I had heard the kids, and then I heard them talking about restaurants and tables and stuff, and then mind if I order a la carte? And I'm like, is this a proposal? Because he's pulling out his ring. Yeah, and, and he's I'm going like, to propose with a with restaurant With that metaphor. ridiculous dialogue, I was like, I, if I were Sandra Bullock, I would be so confused and I would be like, no, 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 this is not a proposal. You, you will figure something better out. And we she, will try again. She like literally starts laughing is like, oh, I was worried you were about to ask me something. Right. She's, yeah. And so, yeah. No. And he's like, oh, no, it was nothing. And he puts the ring back. And he's like, oh, I'm just, I'm feeling a little seasick. And so Willem Dafoe is Willem to sneaking around. <laughs> he's not sneaky at all. And he's managing to get through all this security or people are just super oblivious yeah it's column a column b like i just and he gets all the way to the um the deck or not deck the bridge Mm -hmm. and he comes in and he's pretending to be drunk and it's not the best drunk acting no it's not i think he can do better oh he can absolutely do better uh and he like stumbles over and knocks over the intercom Starts, and then yeah, pressing. almost falls over, which is his way of sneakily hiding a transceiver yeah. underneath so that he yeah. can listen in on everyone. Yep. Um, also, the, the computer graphics. Can we just talk about those? They are it... <laughs> 90s. Only one person on set has actually used a computer like, style. Like, there's so many different fonts 
And like so many different sizes. I feel like it was very inefficient the way it was laid out and just like meant to be blatant like this is what we're doing with this screen they're very 90s movie computer uh style interface as opposed to what the 90s actually would have been which have been either like uh well like this ship probably would have been running on dos if anything (laughs) like it would just been line commands Mm -hmm. It would have been green text on black. Yep. That's what yep. you would deal with. Yep. This had like graphics and uh, like bar virtual graphs and virtual of yeah. the ship itself. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was way too advanced for what actually would be mm-hmm. the autopilot of a cruise ship. Yeah. And a bad layout, too. There's just so much negative space being taken up. And Defoe sneaks into a uh, room where the communications are. And mm-hmm. everything in this room is incredibly well labeled. Mm-hmm. Like it's here's communication, communication deck A through F, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he manages to he puts a uh, golf ball connected to one of his uh, driver heads. Yeah, one of his golf club heads. Yep, and he pushes some buttons, and he's got something sneaky going oh, on. He's doing something. He's doing a sabotage. And then we cut back to Sandy, and she's caring for not Keanu. She's watching an old movie, and he's apparently got vomit in an ice bucket. And they zoom in on the ice bucket As with a, vomit on I it. I guess he was actually seasick. Yeah, I, I guess. he was just, like, Right, hovering. like, bummed out because she didn't. But, yeah, no, he was actually seasick. Also, the film on there... I, I know it's not, like, part of... I just don't know why they chose this film. Because it was like, oh, you or you never do anything fun. You never have fun. And then the guy's like, well, I cook and I clean and I do this and I do this. And she's like, you're no fun. And I'm like, you you did not answer her question. And she it seems like there is a gross miscommunication here. Because you are not talking about the same thing. Anyway, um, and this so... this is a scene where Willem Dafoe has taken some pills. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Um, oh, wait. Maybe... Yes. Yeah. Keep going. So this is the scene where Willem Dafoe has taken some pills, mm-hmm. and then he starts sticking leeches to his body, and, and he's talking to him. He says, I wouldn't trade you for all the doctors in the world. And he's apparently just decided that leech therapy works for him. Yep. Don't know. And um, we learn what he's sick with later, and it's a doozy. It, oh, it really is. And now, uh... Now we go to Clay... Keanu is skeet shooting on the cruise ship, which, like... Guns! On a boat! Like, yeah, I think maybe some places would do that in the 90s. Like, not in the 2000s. No, definitely not in the 2000s. Maybe in the 90s you could do some skeet shooting off the back of a cruise ship. I just felt like it was really weird to have guns on a boat. It is because he's firing guns, um, like, early in the morning on this boat. Yep. And... To the point where Sandy, like, couldn't tell, like, what was going on. Yeah, and there's... What, a thousand people on a cruise ship? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I imagine there's like that. about that many. And mm-hmm. so, say everyone wants to try skeet shooting, 
you'd just be hearing gunshots around the clock. Oh, absolutely. As everyone d- gets their turn yep. at shooting. Yep. And these are rich people, so, like, obviously they're going to want to do skeet shooting. Um, and Sandy says, I like that you got sick. And I was thinking, oh, because, like, it shows that he's not perfect or, you know, that he's vulnerable or whatever. But she said, I like taking care of you, which I'm like, well, that's like Munchausen's, isn't it? (laughs) Yep. She wants someone to care for because that's what women like is being able to care for someone. Yep. Not having someone who can, like, be a partner and care for each other when properly. Right. And she didn't even, like, elaborate on that. She was just like, I like taking care of you. And they're having a disagreement in general. And, like, in the brief time we've seen this relationship, they seem to be having a lot of arguments about a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So they should not be getting engaged. No. He still seems like a stick in the mud. Um, And uh, someone goes to give fresh towels to mm -hmm. Willem Dafoe. Mm Mm-hmm. And then sees he's got some computers hooked up to wires and stuff, mm-hmm. which honestly just looks like computers. Well, isn't there the ship graphic on there? There is. So maybe. And there is a cable, like, hooked up to the ceiling. Yeah. And then Willem Dafoe uh, hits him on the head with a golf club. Yep. And I thought that he killed the guy. I thought so, too. <laughs> but we find out later that he just, like, locked him in the closet. Yep. Which... Yeah, it seems that Willem Dafoe doesn't want to kill anyone because he's, like, taking steps to, like, evacuate as many people Mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, doesn't kill this guy. He just knocks him out and puts him in the closet. Yeah. But then he kills the captain for no reason. Oh, yeah. He he kills the captain. We haven't gotten there yet. But, Um. yeah, the captain gets killed. Mm -hmm. And then he, like after his plan fails, decides to drive the entire thing into a tanker to kill both the tanker and the cruise ship. Right, yeah. But yeah, he's very vacillating between whether he's a clever criminal that doesn't need to kill anyone to Mm -hmm. get the money he needs. Right. Or if he's a sociopath that wants everyone to burn. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh... And we meet the uh, crew of the ship, and... Uh, oh. the two main people that we're hanging out with, which is the navigator, who is deeply Scottish, and I kept thinking of Scotty so from Star Scottish. Trek. So Scottish. So Scottish. And um, the first uh, first officer, who is Boba Fett, mm. uh, and he's very Kiwi. Um, also, I, maybe, maybe I missed something. I probably did. Um, it seems like... Um, he Willem Dafoe is feeding them lines. So what was going on there? So I thought that right away, but then I was like, oh no, what's happening is he's listening in on their conversation and he is so smart that he knows what they're going to say before they say it. Cause they're going to be looking at the information that he's feeding them and he knows what they're going to say. Wow, I, I, that. It took me until the second person. I was like, are they in cahoots? What is going on? Why are they repeating him? I thought he was feeding lines to uh, Boba first mate. Right. And then the navigator said. Right, he said the same thing. Then he just knows what they're going to say. See, in my mind, I was like, 
So he's in cahoots with this guy, but then this guy is also in cahoots with him. So what is he doing here? Um, so that went over my head. Um, and then we see the captain. So, uh, er, first, first, uh, not Keanu arrives at the suite and he is wearing a tux, except he's still wearing oh, his sneakers. right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, cause she had, Sandy mentioned earlier that she was worried they were underdressed yes. at dinner. Yep. They were. So he mm-hmm. bought her a nice dress, mm-hmm. which he just spent way too much money. Oh, yeah. Because, A, you're buying fancy clothes. Right. And, B, you're buying fancy clothes on in a cruise an enclosed ship. environment. Oh, yeah. You they can charge whatever option. they want. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want to buy a suit on a cruise ship, you're paying thousands. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's just an LEPD officer. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not rich. Yeah. And you know that they don't rent that out. They're not going to. No. Yeah. And apparently he knows all of her measurements. Like, We've been together close to a decade at this point. Mm-hmm. And even so, if I were to try to buy a fitted dress for you or a gown, mm-hmm. like, I would You'd be, be like, like, extra small. Small, <laughs> Whatever the smallest is. <laughs> Measurements? Uh, small. <laughs> I, I do have your measurements, but that's because I asked because yes. I, I very sneakily bought you a three-piece suit for Christmas. Yes, incredibly sneakily. Yes. And so now, Willem Dafoe is dressed as one of the sailors. So oh, that, yeah, because he beat the guy over the head with the club. Well, no, he but, didn't steal his No, outfit. he didn't steal his he outfit. He has an outfit for one of the seamen, but he's... This doesn't play into any of his deception at all. No, it doesn't. It's just this one scene, Mm -hmm. he uses it. He could have done that the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh, okay. And he's confronting the captain. Yep, and then uh, the captain is, like, trying to talk to him, and... He's, like, starts attacking him with... Like with a, a light on a like a, t- a like turning pole, a lamp. Yeah, yeah, it's like a just, like a floor lamp, but, but like it's just connected to the deck. Yeah, it's a really like sturdy like metal floor lamp that's like on a pivot, and he just like beats him like probably like four or five times until, and he's just he saying keeps, like, swatting at him, but not <laughs> hitting him. Oh, I thought he was hitting him, um, but like. Yeah, and he's, like, saying, like, his plan the whole time. And then, like, on the, like, fourth or fifth time, he, like, finally, like, pushes him overboard with this lamp. Um, and, yeah, then the the captain, that's his first kill. And, yeah, I guess the captain just gets sucked under the boat and dies. Yep. And yep. no one sees or hears anything. Nope. And also, this doesn't affect his plan at all because it's not like the captain has override codes or something, mm-hmm. or the captain has th- uh, some skill that could stop his plan. He just kills the captain. Yep. Just and he's like, the captain goes down with the ship, and then yeah, he knocks him off, and the fall looks very fake, as do all of the falls in this. And we're going to the fancy dinner, mm-hmm. and the uh, parents of the deaf child are upset that she wore a spaghetti strap dress. Well, and she's got very colorful shoes on as yes. well. And uh, her father tells her 
that she can't, she's not dressed appropriately because she looks like a clown. Mm -hmm. Which is so bizarre because, no, people don't say you look like a clown because you're wearing a revealing outfit or wearing colorful clothes. They say it because you have too much makeup. That's the traditional, Yeah. take off all that makeup, you look like a clown. Right, yeah. He's like, oh, you need to wear the jacket, otherwise you look like a clown. But she has, like, no makeup outside of just right. maybe some foundation or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, the blue top. I don't know. Um, it's a weird insult to body shame your 14-year-old daughter with. Right. Um, also, just a very confusing insult as well like what what makes me look like a clown without the jacket and all of these couples start dancing and there's just a bunch of old rich couples dancing to r&b yep um and the uh singer i don't know how cruise entertainment works but it seems like she's just like singing along to a track but like I don't know, because if this music is diegetic, like, it, it's very smooth sounding, mm-hmm. and, like, I just, I, because I didn't see any backup singers, I didn't see a band, I just saw her, and, like, I don't know, maybe they sing along to a track, but they it seemed... They probably would, because then they only have to pay for a singer, and they don't have to pay for a band to be able to stay on the cruise. I mean, probably. It just seemed like her voice blended in with the rest of the track like they were playing a track and she was, like, lip-syncing. Well, as someone who has seen almost three episodes of The Sweet Life on Deck, I think I know what I'm talking about. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? No, The Sweet Life on Deck. The Sweet... What is that? Uh, after, like, three seasons of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, they moved out of the hotel and were on a cruise ship. I have never seen one episode of The Sweet Life. The entire cast still there, except it's they didn't have um, Sharpay. I haven't seen. She was no longer there. I haven't seen any of The Sweet Life, even The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. So it like blows my mind that you have seen three episodes. Almost three. Almost three. That's Mm -hmm. almost three more than I've seen. Which is zero. I grew up with only five channels, so I watched a lot of trash. Wasn't that on Disney? It was on ABC. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, gotcha. So, anyway, um... Shipquake! Shipquake! Um, oh, and, like, while they're dancing, he's, like, about to propose again to her. Mm-hmm. He has no idea, like, what is a good time to propose. Don't propose on the dance floor. Don't propose when you're talking about tables at dinner. Like, yeah, you, you gotta have a plan, and you gotta, like, figure out when is a good time to propose, and then you propose. Yes, and I am very staunchly against proposing in front of crowds, mm-hmm. and especially uh, against having crowds as part of the mm-hmm. uh, proposal. Yeah. Because, uh, especially for a situation where you've only been with them for seven months. So yeah, and you don't know if they're going to sure say yes. They're going to say yes. Like, we had friends that you helped with their engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to soon-to-be new parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samson and Whitney. And, like, there, he knew she was going to say yes. Oh, absolutely. So, Everybody knew it. 
like getting friends in to help with that. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But people that propose like on the big screen at a baseball game mm-hmm. or in the middle of a dance floor. Mm-hmm. Who don't there. know you, who don't know your relationship, who don't know how long you've been together, who don't know, like, if your relationship is on the rocks and this is, like, a last-ditch effort to save your relationship. And, like, everybody is going to be on the side of the person proposing, and they're going to be like, say yes! Yep. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Willem Dafoe's plan is enacted. Mm-hmm. And something happens, and suddenly the ship starts shaking. Starts, yep, shaking and making and noise and stuff. And somebody Sandy, goes, earthquake! And they're like, we're on the water. Sandy says, uh, this is my vacation. Except she doesn't say it, like, scared or, like, angry. She's just annoyed that this is happening while she was dancing. Her stakes in this seem very low until the very, like, towards the end. Like, the whole time she's just, like, mildly annoyed or, like, just a little bit concerned. Yeah, and she basically has no reason to be here and also has minimal recollection of the time she was on a bombed bus Mm -hmm. and nearly died like that rarely comes up Mm -hmm. as opposed to like the die hard to how does the same thing happen to the same guy twice Mm -hmm. constant dialogue of i've been through this this is happening again Mm -hmm. how can this happen again she's just like yeah i'm on another mode of transportation that's going to blow up Mm -hmm. i don't know what to tell you this is just part of my life now and yeah so uh the ship's crew is trying to figure out what to do there's all this smoke pouring out of vents Mm -hmm. and alarms are going off Mm -hmm. and just certain parts of the boat like where willem dafoe set the golf balls they're like blowing apart but it's just like smoke coming out and he's called up the bridge on the phone and Mm -hmm. he's talking to them and explaining how he's doing all this stuff so he's making fires happen Mm -hmm. at certain places to lock off. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to give you 15 minutes to evacuate the ship. And as they are, they start the evacuation. And as they are getting people off the ship, Sandy's like, we're abandoning the ship for this? Oh, wait a second. I don't know if it's her or if someone else says it. Okay, but... He goes, like, back and forth, the the uh, Boba Fett goes back and forth with Willem Dafoe, um, and one of the guys is like, push the button! And then he's like, oh, I'm not gonna push the button! Push the button! I'm not gonna push it! Push it! And the button <laughs> just says F. <laughs> and that, <laughs> as a millennial, <laughs> made me very amused. <laughs> Which, you think there'd be a bigger, like, abandoned ship button. Right, Like, if you're making yeah. a ship-wide alarm. <laughs> Press the button. F. <laughs> um, also, the parents um, of the deaf girl, uh, Drew, are like, Ah, she can't hear the alarm going off. Because she stormed off from them earlier. Right. And is in the elevator. Yeah, she's in the elevator. But I know... From personal experience, that deaf people can feel vibrations. Uh-huh. 
because I was in a cover band and we were asked to um, like do another couple songs because deaf people in our audience could feel the vibrations and we did not do it. But later on, my fellow band members were like, whoa, man, we changed lives tonight because like the deaf people could feel the vibrations, even though we didn't do another you know, a couple songs. But I know that she can sense the vibrations. So it's not like she's like completely oblivious to what's going on. And the so, parents should know that. So everyone starts evacuating and Willem Dafoe, uh, he begins the program by typing now. <laughs> it says time to initiate and then he <laughs> types in now. Not enter, not like, nope, now. Because Amazing. He's a computer genius. Amazing. And that's what computer geniuses do. Fantastic. Um, and so everyone starts evacuating mm-hmm. and they're getting off the ship. It's, it's very Titanic y. A lot of this is very Titanic y. Nakianu just has this feeling in his perfect gut that's never wrong that something's not quite right. Yep. That the smoke isn't right and that these, there's something more he needs to know. So he like leaves the lifeboat evacuation and just starts mm. exploring the ship. Yep. It, like forces his way onto the bridge mm-hmm. and is trying to tell everyone on board that he knows better than they do. Yep. Um, and it's at this point that Willem Dafoe is, breaks into the vault to steal the multi-million dollar jewelry. Which was not heavily guarded. It seemed very easy to get into this vault. So here's the thing. It wasn't guarded at all. It was just locked in a vault and there was security stuff. Mm -hmm. And he goes in and like trips an alarm and he's just like, it doesn't matter because the ship's being evacuated. Mm Mm-hmm. He has control of the entire ship's program. Yeah, that's true. System. That's true. Couldn't he have just turned off the security? I suppose, yeah. And taken the diamonds and then used his escape plan to jet ski out the back of the ship mm-hmm. and no one would have known anything. Instead, he has to destroy the ship too? I... His plan is overly convoluted is what I'm it saying. It is. Also, weren't the diamonds just, like, in a drawer that wasn't... I don't remember it being locked or anything like that. It was a vault. Yeah, it was a vault, but, like, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like it should be, like, also under lock and key. Yes, you know? it would probably have a key as well that he would need to break, not just a an electronic lock. Right, exactly. I felt so, like... I feel yes, like it wasn't guarded enough. There is than there should have been. For a multi-million dollar jewelry collection. This is also a movie trope that people steal diamonds to get rich. Uh, diamonds are not resellable. Like, there is no secondary market for diamonds. Really? Well, the only reason I mean, diamonds... I know their, their value is inflated and, and is fake because there it's a false scarcity yeah um, so diamonds are sold at an incredibly high rate to people that are like buying jewelry for uh loved ones typically mm-hmm. and so if you're like oh i don't need this anymore no one buys second hand diamonds mm-hmm. uh so to sell it like on the black market even you need to recut it and everything so that it 
doesn't look the same. And also, they have security measures inside the diamonds, so they're hard to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, movies make diamonds seem a lot easier to pawn than they actually are. And how did you know that? It just, I've watched enough things at this point that I've picked up on. Uh, that I, diamonds aren't resellable? I definitely remember reading specifically okay. online about how the diamond trade is uh... different from what movies make it seem. Okay, well, there you go. That's your Rick fact. Um, also, for, like, he, he types in Eindhoven Lion, because apparently coordinates don't matter. Nope. And, like, we don't find out until later that the Eindhoven Lion is an oil tanker, but apparently you can just type in the name of a ship and the boat will be like, okay, gotta crash into that ship. Yep. Amazing. Uh, So we go back to the lifeboats and everyone's evacuating and they're just like, come on, get on. You're the last person we need to get on here. Uh, The parents of the deaf child are on there and like, our daughter's not here yet. Where's our daughter? Do you see her? Mm Mm-hmm. And the first mate's like, get on. I've only got a few more minutes. We can't lower this once we start moving She's again. probably on the other boat. I can't take a chance. Get everyone, get off this ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, not Keanu distracts the first mate long enough mm-hmm. that he doesn't lower it. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly he kills all those people because <laughs> all those people on that lifeboat were going to be lowered safely, but they had to wait for this cop that felt like he had to follow his hunch to come and delay them so they weren't lowered in time, so now they're stuck on the boat that's going to crash into a tanker. Theoretically, they he will have killed them. Yes, and as they're being lowered, then a winch problem happens, and this is another scenario where Nakiano just keeps saying things well, because he knows them. He's like, oh, that winch won't be able to hold. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, you got to keep the weight balanced. Um, and then Celeste uh, drew the deaf child's mother, stands up on the boat and is like trying to get onto the like rope ladder and then the boat, like, tips a little bit, and then two people fall off. And you hear the the uh, first mate or, or somebody being like, it's not your fault they fell off. And it's like, well, according to Alex, it actually is because mm-hmm. you changed the weight distribution and the boat tipped and then those people fell off. So it's, But also it's Alex's fault because he delayed them from lowering. So. Yes, that that is also true. And then Sandra Bullock has to do something because we have to ex- come up with a reason for her to be here. Yep. Because at least in the first one, she could drive the bus yeah. and be a proactive member of the team mm-hmm. and have agency. Mm-hmm. Here, she just has to come up. They have to force reasons yep. for her to be able to do things to yep. help. I mean, most of the time, she's just being like, Alex, Alex, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Dante falls. Um, and he's, like, hanging on to, like, a big chain, Mm -hmm. um, off the boat, and, like, this doesn't throw off the weight distribution at all, him hanging off the boat, and neither does Alex leaping from the ship to that side of the boat to pull Dante up. That doesn't move the boat at all if we're so concerned about weight distribution. 
Um, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that you could still survive in this scenario. I know they say that you'll get sucked under by the ship and everything, but it's just coming from a start, so it's going like two, three knots. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be creating that much suction mm. beneath it. I feel like you would be fine and be able to get clear of the wake easy enough. Mm-hmm. You got your life vest on. There's other lifeboats around. Yeah, he does have a life vest on. I think he'd survive. I'm a terrible swimmer, and I don't know enough about boats. I can't say. I think they're overplaying how dangerous this scenario is. Yeah, and also they're in the Caribbean, so it's not like in Titanic where the water is frozen. Yeah, it's warm or water. freezing. There's other lifeboats. It's... Yeah, it's it's not. They're definitely like it's overplaying. Not optimal. The, yeah, it's still no, it's. But I think it's completely survivable. Yeah. Um. Uh. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, and then we go to, or maybe I'm jumping the gun, but Drew in the elevator, the deaf girl. Mm-hmm. Um. So we see that she is stuck in the elevator, and she, like, I don't know what the proportions of this elevator are, but I'm pretty sure if I laid down in an elevator and stretched myself, no matter which way, I don't think my hands and feet would touch the walls. Yeah, that would have to be like a five by five elevator or something. And she is like shimmying up the elevator with her hands and feet, with her her clown shoes, um, and, like, gets all the way up and then is able to somehow get, like, push up the grate at the top and then get out somehow. And, like, the whole time she's, like, holding herself up. She's got nothing as far as, like, footholds or anything like that. She somehow magically gets on top of the elevator yep. and out of it. I, she's got very good upper body strength. And apparently this elevator is tiny because she is a child. I would believe that the elevator is tiny because space is limited on ships. But yeah, it's... I mean, like, that tiny? That tiny? Like, for it to be a six by six elevator, maybe? She's not six feet. Well, no, but your arms go over your head. You're taller than your body. So I'm adding one foot if she were five feet tall. Okay. Which I don't think she even was. I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, it's... I just... Yeah. It's sus. It's very sus. Um, but yeah, she gets out of the elevator magically. Um, and somehow Willem Dafoe uses his PC magic to set off some bombs. I love the PC magic. It's amazing. Some 1990s technology. And mm-hmm. he blows up the computers in his room Mm -hmm. Uh, they find the guy he hit with a club and Mm -hmm. locked in his closet Mm -hmm. and uh now dante is continuing to take pictures of everyone he's taking pictures he's taking selfies he is just and it's like a regular camera it's like it's not like a a a digital proof like disposable salt waterproof apparently um and yeah like i I can't imagine that those are good photos. No. He's taking them, like, he's not, like, lining up the shot. He's not worrying about composition or anything like that. He's just, like, snap, 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 snap. And none of those photos are going to be good. I could almost, like, accept it as, like, a 
he's just has to do this to avoid panicking. He's just got to keep like it's an instinct for him to just keep taking photos because he does it so often. If someone talked to him, it was like Dante, stop taking photos, not now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sorry, it's just a habit. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, it's just this thing that he does. He seems like he's having fun taking but, the photos. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it makes it seem like it's a conscious choice when mm-hmm. no one brings it up that he's like, yeah, they're going to love this photo of them running from the water that's pouring in. Right. And like, he's about ships. to drown in the water and he's like taking a selfie. I'm like, what are you doing, Dante? Um, and they manage to get to this, uh, they hear this banging. Mm-hmm. And there's this group of people that was locked into some fire by some fire doors. They didn't get to the lifeboats before, mm-hmm. and uh, they are trying to get out. And there, Sandy asks if there are any little girls in there because she's looking for the little deaf girl. And we find there's no little girls, just big women. Mm-hmm. And then the women are like, "Hey!" Because we need more fat. He's jokes. like, "Oh, regular sized women." <laughs> and smoke starts pouring in again for no reason. Nope. And they're like, oh, we gotta cover up the this smoke. Poisonous gas. So everyone starts taking off their clothes to cover up the vents. Mm-hmm. And Harvey is upset that one person, that he has to take off his pants when there's this one woman who hasn't taken off her dress yet. It was the performer at the... Yeah, and she's like, well, I'm not wearing underwear, Harvey. And then she, like, kind of hikes up her dress awkwardly. I think the camera, like, pans down so that you see she's wearing a mini... Or not a mini skirt, but she has a very short dress. It seemed like she was moving her dress, like, a little bit. Like, she was hiking it up. Yeah. Um. It's like completely unnecessary scene yeah and then sandy goes to i, the I gotta table. go back though yeah um because alex is talking to scottish guy um and he's talking about like how these things must have rolled like how something must have rolled and then he sees this like tray or this like case of like the metal like stress balls. stress balls and he's like like golf ball like you you had to see a ball in order to think what rolls like i can't i can't think oh wait a ball like a like a golf ball it was just so yeah, ridiculous that's another scene where this guy just walks into the bridge mm-hmm. and starts taking control and telling people to do things yep I wrote down, does Alex know boats? <laughs> I guess he does. I guess so. He understands boats. He understands fire. He knows that they'd have to roll around yep. like balls. Yep. He knows everything. Yeah. Because he's the smart and, and he does no wrong. Also, in this brilliant uh, computer system, uh, Scottish guy keeps trying to get into this program or, or being able to, you know, control the ship. And he keeps... Typing in request access, and it says access denied. There's not a password or anything. You just have to type in request access, (laughs) apparently. Um, We also get um, a a thing into um, Willem Dafoe's plotitis, where he's got both meds and leeches. He's taking a lot of pills and still doing the leech thing. Which doesn't make sense, because if he is so 
poor that he can't see a doctor, so he needs the leeches because he says he trusts leeches more than doctors. He shouldn't have these meds because you need to go to a doctor to get these meds. See, I took it more that he was dying and decided uh, that he did his own research and decided that leeches can do even more for him in addition to the medication he's on. And also the screenwriters thought it would be cool if he had medications that we know he's sick and not just a weirdo who puts leeches on his body. I mean, I definitely got that part that, you know, they thought that he, you know, they wanted to portray that he was sick, but I thought they were trying to drive it home how, how broke he was because he was doing this leech thing. Yeah, I guess I just didn't take it as he was completely broke so much as he, the doctors had given him two years to live and he was convinced that by leeching he was going to give himself even more time. But he also was talking about how the company left him high and dry with this, like, illness. Yeah. So... I don't know. I'm gonna say that it's because he was poor and he was like, I'm gonna do these leeches and you you can think what you want to. Well, he's spending all his money on his fancy wrist-worn computers is his problem. He is. He is spending his money on arm keyboards. And computers that have laser pointers. Oh my gosh. So goofy. So goofy. Um... Then Alex just starts smashing equipment because he's convinced that one of the, that Scotty is lying to him or something. Because yeah, Scotty's like, like, I don't know how to work this equipment. And so he smashes and he's like, I guess I'm going to smash things until you tell me how it works. Right. And he's like, I don't know how it works. Yeah. Uh, so none good. Of these buttons work because he's taking control. Right. Exactly. Um, Sandy finds a chainsaw on the ship. She finds two chainsaws. Two chainsaws because why not? Why wouldn't you have two chainsaws? If there had been a scene earlier where someone was like making an ice sculpture or something Mm -hmm. on deck Mm -hmm. with a chainsaw, I'd be like, okay, you set it up. Yep. But nope, there's just chainsaws. Random chainsaws. And also she picks one up and she's like, here we go. And then sets it down and picks up a different chainsaw and is like, it wasn't bigger it was just different i completely miss that yeah she just i just thought it was one chainsaw no there's two chainsaws and she chooses one over the other and amazing it's kind of like the pulp fiction like picking up one thing setting one down picking up the next thing mm-hmm. but a they only do it with the ones yeah and b they're both chainsaws incredible um and she cuts through yep. the door mm. and then is doesn't move the chainsaw away because she's apparently completely moronic and doesn't understand that they're afraid to come through the door because she's got a chainsaw in their faces. Yep. Yep. She's not too bright. <sighs> um, so then uh, Alex senses that Drew is in the... Uh, the he thinks he sees he, something yeah, by on the monitor. The ballast? Is that? Yes, because he has decided that they need to flood part of the ship to slow, to slow it, down, it down. Because they're going very fast 
apparently at this oil tanker and he's like, we need They're to slow down. very fast in general. He's like, yeah. slow down oh, or I potentially just, stop. I kicked the mic. And that way we can, uh, we can close the, or we can get everyone off once it's stopped. Again. Yep, yep. Um, so, but then he sees, oh no, well, the, Scotty fights with him over, like, whether or not to open this and flood the ship. Um, but then he, Scotty is like, okay, I'll do it. Um, but then he sees that Drew is down in that room and he's like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. And he's like, well, you just told me to do it. Um, he runs down there and he mm-hmm. helps save her from the water and they swim up. Yep. And they get into the laundry room but and activates the carousel. Yep. Um, but then we also go back to Scotty and he's talking to himself saying, I can't close it just like that. And like, I, I just don't think that people talk to themselves. I mean, I talk to myself, but I, you know, it just seems like a, a, a convenient, like, oh, why didn't he just close it? And he's like, I just can't close it just like that. Oh, I thought he was yelling it at not Keanu. Oh, no, he was by he himself. So fast. No, he was by himself by that point. Um, and so, yeah, then we go back to Alex and Drew. And Drew... Once they're safe, she signs at him. I love you. I'm gonna be 15 next month. So gross. This didn't need to be Ew! Why? How hard is it to not sexualize children? I know that she was, like... Making it, they're like making a pass at him, but like, what? You don't have to. And she already said, like, your girlfriend is beautiful. You'll have beautiful children or it's whatever. Been weird. But it's just, it's so weird. Don't do that. You don't have to. And we are back with Sandy, and we're like, hey, what? We've got life vests. Can't we just jump overboard and get off the ship? Because mm-hmm. we're about going to crash into this island. And uh, they're like, no, the turbines would suck us underneath. And then she says, well, that would suck. Oh, oh. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. Um. And so now Nakianu manages to spot a shadow in the distance. So he starts chasing after Willem Dafoe. Is that before or after you don't have to save this ship? I don't know. Because at one point. Sandy says, you don't have to save this ship. And then there's like a really awkward pause where they're just like looking at each other and you think he's going to say like, I love you or yes, I do. Or this is what I have to do or something like that. And he just like looks like he's going to say something and then he runs off. And I was just like, okay, why? At that moment. Well, okay. And yeah, he manages to chase down Willem Dafoe. Who's like typing on his arm keyboard. And he keeps like walking through doorways and then plugging his computer into random ports because I guess they put firewire cables all over the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he it's... manages to chase him into the um, the ballroom where they had the performance earlier. Mm-hmm. And then 
Willem Dafoe stands in front of the camera so that his face is displayed on all these monitors. <laughs> and not Keanu decides to use the limited ammunition he has. He has maybe eight shots in the yeah. shotgun. Mm-hmm. And he wastes most of them shooting these monitors with mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe's face mm-hmm. instead of being like, well... That's just that. He didn't shoot at me before. He's probably unarmed. Mm-mm. Nope. I can try and find him. He's just like, no! C- images <laughs> with... uh, uh, yeah. Um, I cannot stress enough how awful Willem Dafoe's arm thing is. It looks like Leela's thing from Futurama, yeah. except if it were a small, like, keyboard yep he has and a like, keyboard that covers half his forearm and he's just like typing on it like randomly yep. like I, I mean you don't have enough time to type in like even like now but he's like apparently memorized everything and like knows how to like shut e- each individual yeah. door with it's the keyboard it's yeah it's computer magic and um, we get his tragic backstory of why he's doing all this. Which is amazing. And it's apparently because he was working for a computer company that created the system mm-hmm. that now controls all the cruise ships in the world. Which is why he's able to control this one. And what they don't tell you is that if you work around the <laughs> electromagnetism of computers long enough, you get copper poisoning. Uh-huh. No! No. No! No, no, no. Not if at you all. handle too much copper, you get copper poisoning. Uh-huh. But apparently just electromagnetic nope. waves. It, uh, <laughs> the thing that the sun gives off. It's like people who think that, that having a microwave gives you radiation poisoning. It's just like, no, that's that's not science. And that's probably why you think leeches are going to save you. He thinks that they are like sucking the copper out of him. Yep. Which, like, like, kind of they are, and leeches do have uses in modern medicinal purposes, Mm. because they have natural anticoagulants, but, like, no! No! (laughs) You're just gonna be low on blood all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. You think dialysis, maybe, would be a better option? Yeah. If you want to purify your blood? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, uh, not finally realizes he has to stop shooting at, uh, pictures on screens <laughs> and chases him down some more. And he manages to get behind a door with a window that, uh, not Keanu immediately understands is bulletproof because he doesn't try shooting it. He just starts hitting it with the butt of his shotgun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then somehow Willem Dafoe blows up a firebomb okay. in the mall? Yeah. Yep. Um, also, not Keanu, um, presses, like, all of the, there's, like, four switches on the wall, and he presses them, and one of them starts playing music, and apparently each room has one certain playlist, because Sandy, like, hears the song, which is yep. I Feel the Earth Move by Carol King. And she's like, oh, I've heard that before. And the the uh, Boba 
that is like, oh, yeah, like, that's, you know, that's a song. Like, we play music. And she's like, no, 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 I've heard this somewhere. And, like, she figures out that he is in this specific room on the ship because of that song. Yeah, before Boba First Mate does. Mm -hmm. Even though... He's the first cap, yeah. the first officer of the ship. Right. He would be used to every song. If they're only playing one song, one song in each in, location. Yeah. As someone who worked at a grocery store where the song list was maybe two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. you knew what songs were coming next very quickly. Oh, yeah. If you were working on a cruise ship, where you only had one song to listen <laughs> to room. all day uh-huh. as you sit there selling overly priced tuxedos mm-hmm. to rich people on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. I think you'll know what the room you're in is. Yeah. When oh, you yeah. hear that song. Oh, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden the stakes rise way up for mm-hmm. Sandy. And all of a sudden she cares. And all of a sudden... There's a grenade in a door. Yep. And he can't open the door to get out because there's a grenade locked in. But of course he knows all about this particular and grenade. And also she can't think of the word grenade. She's describing it that it's, she's like, uh, it looks it's like. It's a can of a, deodorant. It's like, you know the word grenade. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know if it's a flashbang or a fire or mm-hmm. a shrapnel or whatever yeah. it is. You know it's a grenade. Mm-hmm. It has the pin. Yeah. Like, you've seen it in a movie. Yep. Um, they managed to successfully remove it from the door without the pin coming out and get him out of there. Yep, because Alex knows all about it. Um, um, yeah, and then just when they think all is, you know, fine and dandy, oh man, we find out we're going to crash into an oil tanker. Yep. Um, And they don't have the ability to contact them with shortwave radio because apparently their radio was controlled by computers. I don't know. Again, that is a very simple technology that we've had since the 1800s. And apparently we trusted it to a computer and we didn't have any backups. Nope. And no one has a signaling light to signal in Morse because... As I understand it, most merchant marines and sailors and everything still learn Morse as a way to contact each other in, like, cases of radio problems. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still learn semaphore, probably, because yeah. probably the Navy still has one person on board who knows semaphore because they would just be prepared. I don't think I've ever heard the word semaphore. Uh, it is... Um, communicating using flags. Oh, uh, okay. Specifically, the peace symbol uh, is the semaphore for N and D for nuclear disarmament. Oh, well, okay then. Um, so yeah, Sandy says, "Ah oh, man, after we find out we're going to crash into an oil tanker. Mm-hmm. And so their plan is to wrap a steel cable around the only propeller because there are two propellers and Willem Dafoe shut off one of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, he blew up the steam engine or whatever on that one and the other one he's controlling. So we've only at half speed already. Mm-hmm. And the plan is we're going to bring a rope tied to a 
thick steel cable, mm-hmm. which we will wrap around the propeller and hope it jams up. Yep. So that we're then stuck at sea adrift. <laughs> Fantastic. And yeah, it actually kind of works briefly. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it, we keep getting these shots where it's like, oh no, is Alex going to get sucked into the propeller? And of course he doesn't. And we get some bad CGI. Some really good slow-mo on that rope. Mm -hmm. Um. And when it starts slowing, uh, Willem Dafoe is suddenly like, oh no you don't. And opens up one of his... PCs that he's been carrying everywhere and he's got a gun inside. <laughs> That's right. Because he's been carrying the gun inside his computer. Yep. Amazing. Uh, um yeah, so then Alex gets we he's back on the boat. Um So yes, hit the plan is we're going to lower you into the water with a scuba tank. Yeah, yep. And you are going to lead this rope into the propellers, Mm -hmm. which will then lead a steel cable into the propellers, Mm -hmm. and then we bring you out. Yes. But of course, his rope got tied around the steel cable rope. Yes. So he's not coming up like he should. Right, yeah. And then Willem Dafoe uh, jams the steel cable so it doesn't slide in and it sticks to the dock and pulls this big weight with it oh yeah yep which breaks uh boba first mate's arm and then gets uh nick's not keanu's like arm so his shirt gets slightly ripped and he's bleeding a little bit Mm -hmm. and then just flies off it doesn't damage the propeller at all well it's not the person whose arm is hurt is boba yes but it also swings by um not Keanu when he's in the water. Oh, and okay. And he rips his shirt and he's bleeding after that. Oh, I didn't see that he was bleeding. That's why he takes off his shirt once he finally gets pulled up. Oh, I thought he was just like, man, I don't want to wear this shirt anymore. <laughs> like, honestly, I thought he was taking off his shirt to do, like, a tourniquet thing for Boba. And I was, and he just, like, throws his shirt to the ground. And I was like, that could have been useful, but I guess screw that shirt. Yeah, he just takes off his shirt. And, uh, and puts out another, a different one. Yeah, in between <laughs> scenes. Defoe has decided that Sandy's role in, for the rest of the movie is to be his hostage. But wait a second, because we didn't, we didn't uh, cover uh, him telling her his badge number. Yes, before he goes in, he lets her know her, his badge number. He's like, 82548V. And she's like, what's that? And he's like, it's my badge number. Eight four five seven two V or whatever it was. I yeah, don't know. I just wrote it down, but I couldn't read what it said because oh, I didn't write it down. I, well, I didn't write down his actual number. I wrote down that he tells her. Oh yeah, yeah. So before he like goes in, he's like, "That's my badge number." <sighs> and you thought it was gonna be something like, "I love you," "I want to marry," or whatever. But like, nope. He just his badge number. Um, and... As if she's going to write it down and remember it. Um, Willem Dafoe tells Sandy, you my little hostage. He doesn't say your, he specifically says you. And it's weird. Also, why? Like, doesn't, he has the, the jewels. 
he has a a getaway. Like he, I mean, because he's decided that he needs extra insurance to not be shot down or something. Uh, and again, like. Yeah, your plan would have gone better if you hadn't tried to crash everything because then no one would have known who you were. Mm-hmm. It's a bad plan overall is what I'm saying. I just feel like it was kind of weird for him to take a hostage. And like, he had a getaway. Yeah, he lowers the rear of the boat and uses a jet ski that is strapped to another jet ski. It's like a jet ski, a double jet ski boat. Yeah, so it's two jet skis. Like, next to a small pontoon or something. Yeah. I thought, like, it was, it looked like two jet skis were, like, fit in on the back of a pontoon or something yeah. like that. So that you have a flotation thing to sit on between swimming and then riding on your jet ski while you're on a cruise ship. I, I have no idea. Um, and then he's out of the movie for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Because we get, um, our big scene now is we have to turn away from the tanker because we're going to hit this tanker because we're going 18 knots Mm -hmm. and we're going to be there in half an hour. Yep. And that is the major flaw with this movie that you are dealing with, uh, large ships at sea. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're not going very fast, (laughs) and the problem is that they take forever to start, stop, and turn, Mm -hmm. because momentum is Mm -hmm. just such a pain. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh no, we're going to crash into that tanker in 35 minutes. So it's like speed two, but like this time the speed is like slow. It's what if the entire (laughs) movie... Where that scene in Austin Powers where the steamroller is heading towards the bar. <laughs> or, um, revenge in uh, Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, they're going at 18 knots. But also, um, we also have one couple who is actually on their honeymoon. And they were like, oh, on our honeymoon. And so, yeah, apparently nobody knew that. But they all thought that Sandy and Alex were together. And so when they see they're heading towards the tanker, they're like, everyone move away from the windows. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't know how much that's going to help you. Yep. Also, maybe go to the back of the ship. Yeah. I, I would personally try to put any amount of distance I could mm-hmm. to allow for more crumple zone. Mm-hmm. Crumple zone. <laughs> and uh, Nakianu has decided that he is going to save everyone, so he has to go underwater. Mm-hmm. And swim through the bowels of the ship, and he brings mm-hmm. Andre with him because he needs someone to show him the way. Dante. Or Dante. And they get to an area where they have to turn a crank really fast, mm-hmm. and that will allow them to turn to the starboard side. Yep. And so they take turns holding their breath, swimming under, and cranking this as hard as they can for 15 seconds. Then the other person comes in. Yep. And then they do this. Mm-hmm. And they manage to turn away from the tanker at the last second. Mm-hmm. So they don't hit head on. And instead, they just scrape alongside the entire length of the tanker. Mm-hmm. And it just lasts so long. <laughs> it lasts a very long time. And it's just the sound of metal scraping mm-hmm. for way too long. Mm-hmm. Also, it seemed very easy for them to turn this crank. 
Like, I felt like with a propeller, it would probably be more difficult, but it looked like it was, like, nothing. Yep. Um, Also, Dante was taking selfies. And the uh, CGI looks great. No. Fantastic. No uh, No comments. No No notes. notes. (laughs) Um, And after they've successfully turned, they're like, we did it. They're looking out a window, a (laughs) porthole, and then all of a sudden they pull themselves in and duck down because the anchor from the tanker. (laughs) The tanker anchor, if you will. Yes, the tanker anchor (laughs) starts ripping a hole in the side (laughs) because it hits right where they were. Oh, so ridiculous. Also, uh, Willem Dafoe doesn't get far from the ship. Um, no, he's like a little bit away. Yeah, he didn't try to get too far. Um, also, now we see that the boat, the giant ship, is like heading towards this big marina of sailboats. Mm-hmm. And like just a an area for like people to, you know, chill out and swim and stuff and it's like oh no we've got to stop and then slow down and stop as much as we can and we see like five people saying oh crap except it's the s word and i'm not going to be bleeped out by you you've never been bleeped (laughs) i have not you have um i've never been bleeped oh never okay I may have been censored, but never bleeped. Um, well, censored. Yes. I guess I have been censored. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's just so long. And like one uh, sailboat is like, hey, we have the right of way. And it's like, you're talking to a cruise ship. They're not going to slow down. They're not going to be able to turn, like get out of the way. And like, there's, oh my gosh, this takes so long. And so they drop an anchor. To try and stop or slow down. Mm -hmm. And it drags for about five seconds before being ripped off. Ripped out. Mm -hmm. Then they drop the other one, but it gets stuck, so it Mm -hmm. doesn't actually successfully drag. Mm -hmm. At this point, they're going at like 12 or 11 knots. Yep. And converted to miles per hour, uh, so a knot is 6,000 feet. So uh, when you're talking knots as far as speed goes, it's like 1.1 miles per hour Mm -hmm. so they're going about 15 miles an hour right now (laughs) (laughs) also at one point um i think it's probably scotty or boba but they're like where's the horn as if to warn like the people in front of them that there is um, a giant ship it's the um room guy the housekeeper who got knocked oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he thinks he's steering, and yep. he's, like, trying to find... He is trying to find a horn to alert people that someone's coming. Right. I mean, granted, you would think that these people would not need a horn to, like, see the giant ship coming at them, but they do, because a lot of people just stare and, like, just freeze and, and like, look at the ship in awe, and then they're like, oh, no, it's going to crash into me. Yep. It and is not stopping. It keeps crashing into small boats. It kills a lot of people. So many people! Like... It, there are these two guys that are like scuba diving and they like jump off their boat and they're dive down and they come back up and their boat's gone. <laughs> and they're like, huh? And then they turn around and there's a cruise ship coming up. 
And then they only have time to swim like three feet away. Yes. Like they're dead. Oh no, you're dead. Um, also, like, some some of these shots, like, I felt like there should be, like, the Jaws theme behind it. Like, it was just, like, the ship is now the predator, and everybody else is the prey. He's hitting boats. One of the boats explodes for some reason <laughs> after it gets hit. Meanwhile, um, Scotty keeps calling out how fast they're going. Every time they go a dip one knot slower, he, <laughs> so he crashes into another boat. And he's like, oh, the boats are slowing us down. And again, they're going like eight knots now. They're going about <laughs> ten miles an hour. Uh, they're... <laughs> uh, and then keep getting surprised by this <laughs> giant ship attacking the marina. <laughs> and they're about to make crash into the actual boardwalk. The actual and people pier. dive into the water instead of, like, running the other way. Because, like, you can... I felt like they could outrun that. Yes, because at this <laughs> point, it's going three knots. Exactly, but That's they chose to dive. four miles an hour. That is a slightly quick walk. And they chose to dive into the water. Uh, and the dog starts barking at it to show his dominance. <laughs> and then, and then the dog... Yep. Um, and then we see, like... This woman and her son in this condo, and then they're like, oh, this is a nice condo, and the kid is looking out the window, and he's like, there's a big boat, and the woman is like, yeah, there's a lot of big boats, and, um, like, meanwhile, the boat is, like, just tearing apart the dock and, like, crashing into buildings. Someone's on the phone, and they turn around, and they're like, what? (laughs) Because they hadn't heard it until this point. It just keeps crashing through more and more stuff. <laughs> and at this point, everyone on board has fallen over because they've been knocked down. Mm-hmm. And Scotty's <laughs> lying on the ground and he's still calling out how fast they're going. <laughs> uh, and like it crashes into, like, like, there's the condo and it crashes into the condo. And, like, the the kid is still being like, Mom, there's a big boat. And she's like, yeah. And then she looks out the window, and there's the boat coming. And so they run to, like, the back of the condo. They run into the kitchen area. Yeah. Uh, There's a store owner who's turning his close sign to open. And then immediately turns it back to close and runs away. Uh, and then there's the dog again. He like runs up to this like nice car and he's he jumps on the car and starts barking at the ship again to assert his dominance and then runs under the the seat of the car and then the boat like or the ship crashes into the car and like the owner of the car is like, you know, on the phone and Well, it almost crashes into the car. Um so I thought it did, and then the dog survived. into a bell tower, and of course the stern of the ship hits the bell perfectly. Right, yeah. And the it stops right before it hits the car. I thought and it hit... And then the anchor drops finally. Oh, yeah, and yeah, that's anchor right. anchor crashes <laughs> into the car. But the dog is okay. Yes. So we know, we know that no dogs were killed in this massacre, even though... You know, 
so many people died. And then one, the guy whose car is like, my car. My car. And he, he says it like he knows. Like, yeah, he's, it's just, and then my car. the boat starts tipping to the side. <laughs> And it just crushes another building or two. Yeah, there are so many buildings that got wrecked by this. Like, and like, like condos, like very tall buildings, which were clearly like hotels or something. Like there were people in these buildings and they, there were like at least four that were like massacred by this. So this scene is the reason the movie exists. Uh, so the director was contractually obligated to make a sequel. And he didn't think that Speed could do a sequel, because he's like, no, what do you mean a sequel? Like, we stopped the bomb, there's nothing else to do. Uh, For a while, they were thinking of doing a movie called High Speed, Mm -hmm. where uh, it would be a plane that can go above a certain altitude. Mm. Uh, And then he decided to make it about a cruise ship because he had a recurring nightmare about a cruise ship crashing into a dock. So he's like, okay, that's the scene, and we build (laughs) backwards from that. (laughs) This movie had a budget of like $110 million, $25 million of which went to this scene. I believe it. they built a dock. Oh my gosh. And had a cruise ship on rails that they crashed into it. They had to film it in, like, like, they had a ton of cameras that had its position everywhere because they only had one shot at it. So they actually no. built a marina and then destroyed it for this movie. Wow. Which, you gotta love spending $25 million on this scene. It, to this date, it is, or at least as far as the IMDb trivia page is concerned, as of when that was written... It is still the most expensive special effect ever filmed. Awesome. And all for Speed 2 Cruise Control. Fantastic. Also, there's like a little red truck that's just like going along like and there's obviously a guy in it and he like full on like like gets crushed and it's like, well, that guy definitely died. I think we see him dive out at the last second. Oh, I didn't see that. I was like, yeah, nope, he's don't dead. don't show anyone dying explicitly. Oh, There's, many people died. It's classic disaster movie. You can imply that a ton of people die yes. if you really think about it. Yeah. But they show enough people diving out of the way to <laughs> imply that they're safe. Are they getting out of the way, though? No, no. they are not. Um, and so here is where we run into a, some major pacing issues, because that should have been the final scene. Yes. Once they crash, that's over. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe should have died by this point. Yes. And then it's like, oh, but we can't stop. And we then crash into the marina. End of movie. Mm-hmm. But instead, there's <clears throat> still like 20 minutes left or something. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then we get back to Willem Dafoe. And he's like taunting... Um, Sandy and she's like looking at one of the knobs and he's like ah, you can't go anywhere blah 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 and she like looks at the knobs and he's like no wait and she like pulls it and then like he's like off on his own little jet ski so he like e- or she like ejected him from the boat yep but um, she's still connected to it yep 
Which she could have done that this whole time, yep. apparently, and she did not. No. But like I said, they've been out of this movie for like 20 minutes. Yes. And um, not Keanu runs down the remaining dock and just finds someone with a boat. He's like, hey, I need to commandeer your boat. Trust me, I'm a police officer. I'm not mm. just a thief. Yep. And he happens to steal it from someone who is American mm-hmm. and is the only other returning cast member from Speed 1. Uh, his credit in Speed is Jaguar Guy. Because I believe he's the guy, again, I haven't seen it in years, but I believe he's the guy that um, Keanu, like, steals his car at the start of the movie to catch up to the bus. Oh, it makes and sense. And on it. Yeah. And so, like, his car gets totaled or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, he's, mm. it's like a, oh, no, not again yeah. for me as well. Is Keanu LAPD in speed, too? Yes. Okay, so that makes sense that he was like, I've dealt with LAPD before, blah, blah, blah. And um, for some reason, he's stealing a, he's like commandeering a boat instead of just stealing a jet ski, which I would think that's going to be more mobile, that's going to be faster than a boat. Probably. Were there jet skis around? There were. There were, like, several right behind him. Oh, well. He was going for the boat. Um, don't know. did it give the girl a chance to get off the boat to safety? He's just like, nope. Nope. You're both going into danger with me. Hope you're ready. Yep. And apparently, this is a $150,000 boat. Uh, Yeah. That's what Maurice claims. Yep. Which, I, I don't think you would spend... That didn't look like it would yeah, cost that Yeah, that, that much. didn't, that looked like a regular speedboat. Um, so then we are all of a sudden seeing a water plane. Or so a, yeah, we're si- doing a water chase briefly. Yep. Uh, Sandy has a flare gun somehow. Yep, Sandy has a flare gun. And manages to have two flares in it? Because she fires it twice. Oh, which, I didn't see that she fired it twice. That's not how... I'm pretty sure flare guns only have one shot, and then you have to reload. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Willem Dafoe manages to catch up with her, re-ca- uh, kidnaps her, brings her onto a uh, floating plane. Mm-hmm. And now, luckily, Nakianu has a harpoon gun yeah. connected to a like fishing rod. Yeah. And he knows exactly what it is and how to operate it. Right. It's got, like, a screen and everything. Like, I don't know. And he climbs onto the front of the speedboat as it's racing towards and fires a harpoon and then doesn't let go. Mm -hmm. So when the plane starts taking off, he's being dragged behind it Mm -hmm. like a wakeboarder. Yep. And he pushes the winch button and it starts reeling him in. Mm Mm-hmm. He manages to climb up and punch Willem Dafoe and save Sandy, and then the pontoon that they're on falls. Mm-hmm. So Willem Dafoe is flying off all on his own. Yep. And they're still going, and they keep going. They do. For yeah. So long. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they would have stopped faster than that. Yeah, I would think but so too. But apparently, nope. They're just. A missile at this point. They're heading straight towards the tanker. Yeah. Also, Everyone's heading towards the tanker. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're, like, on the thing. They're going... Everybody's going towards the tanker. And... Uh, Will Defoe he, realizes at the last minute that he's flying right towards 
a giant tanker ship. Yep. Um, and he like crashes into a he like pulls a up and manages to avoid hitting the side. Mm-hmm. Except the direction he goes, he hits like the radio transmitter or something. Yeah, there's like green sparks coming off of it, and he crashes right into it. Mm-hmm. And everyone like gets up. They're like abandoning ship and everything. We're mm-hmm. like, we got to get away. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but feel that it would take more than that to blow up a fuel tanker because I feel like they have a lot of precautions. You would think so. About not leaking and about not exploding. Yeah. Because, you know, it's oil. Right, yeah. So yeah. I mean, oil spills do happen quite often. Yeah, spills will happen Mm -hmm. when the holes break and everything. Mm -hmm. But, like, explosions. Right, yeah. And also, somehow the plane explodes and it blows up the whole tank. Also, before it explodes, like Willem Dafoe seems like excited that it's going to explode and that he is about to die. Like he's like got this like you know maniacal like Willem Dafoe kind of grin going on. Yep, he's, he's just like, well, this is it, and yeah. And Maurice keeps commenting on everything that's happening as if he's an audience member and Mm. he's just talking about everything that happens instead of a person who is about to be exploded. Mm -hmm. Not Keanu uh, swims underwater to save the handcuffed or the hand-tied Sandy Mm -hmm. and does the movie thing of breathing into her mouth underwater so that she can breathe. Mm -hmm. Which is like, no, you're oxygen. Yeah. Uh, and they all get out of the way, and then the tanker blows up, and yep. Nakiano has caused a gigantic ecological disaster. Oh yeah! On top of everything else. Yep. On top of the entire marina that he destroyed. And um, yes, yeah, so they're sailing away, and on Maurice, Maurice's boat. Yep, and Maurice, like, reaches in and picks up this suitcase that's in the water. And he's like, international waters, baby. Which, I don't think they are in international waters, because they're within a mile of shore. Yeah. So this belongs to someone. Yeah. And also, uh, I'm pretty sure you can't just... I don't know if it counts as uh, pillage or pirating or whatever, if maritime law applies to it yet. Since the person who had stolen it just died seconds ago. I know nothing about maritime law, so I... No idea. Yeah, I just know you're a crook, Captain Hook. (laughs) I'm no cherished cute story. I don't know my maritime law. (laughs) And... Um, But... also, he seemed to, like, know what was in it. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's in it. It was valuable. It could have been, like, you know... I don't know. It could have been other things. It could have been clothes. You don't know what it was. And I guess the rich get richer. And yep. if he's paying 150000 for a boat. For a boat, yeah. Then he doesn't need the... No, and he had a Jaguar boats. before. Like, honestly, he doesn't need it. He's, yeah, he seems he's to be doing fine. well off. Or he's just really bad with the little money he does have. Yeah. And then uh, Nakianu proposes in the worst way ever. Don't propose after you almost died. And so they almost died, and then he proposes by showing her the ring and saying, Wanna wear this for a while? Awful. Terrible. So bad. Terrible. 
And also, like, you're both worked up. You've got adrenaline rushing through you. You almost died. You're like, yeah, why not? Don't do that. Don't. That's that's terrible. That's terrible time. That's terrible way to do it. That's awful. Just terrible. Then the credits start. Then we get a little bit of an epilogue Mm -hmm. of, like, a few months later. And Sandy's trying to get her driver's uh, license again, and she's personally requested the same instructor as before. No idea why. And because she wants to make it up to him for last time. But she doesn't. She hasn't learned anything. She's not. She's just as bad as before. It's all a setup for a bad joke, because as she is exiting, like, she has to slam on the brakes because a bus uh, drives by, and she's like, wow, that bus is going way too fast. Oh, now I see. Because she starred in the previous movie. Right. Which, the bus which is going to slow down. Yeah, okay. And then movie over and we get some awesome songs over the credits. Oh my gosh. I there were two UB40 performances in this. I'm pretty sure you literally cackled when one of these songs I came I was on so excited. Because it was so 1990s. Um, also, The Tide is High was the last one to play. And... It was not sung by, uh, was it Blondie? Yes, that's a Blondie song. It's a Blondie song, but it was sung by a guy. Yep, so they said, I'm not the kind of guy who gives up just like that. Which, I'm like, if you're gonna do the song, just keep the pronouns. None of the Santa buddy business. No, no, mm mm-mm. I do not approve. Um, yeah, so. And with that. And then there's techno. Yep, and we're done with Speed 2 Cruise Control. Yep. So, yeah. What'd you think? I had so much fun. I I didn't know anything about speed going into this, and I don't think that was necessary. I think, like, a couple things were like, okay, I don't really get this. But I, I had so much fun watching this. Um, it was just so ridiculous, and especially, like, the last half hour where they're just like crashing into everything and you're just like how much longer is this gonna go on and it just keeps going and going and going and then getting like more and more ridiculous um which I don't think they were going for like comedy purposes I I think they were yeah but I I don't know and then like the whole computer magic thing was so ridiculous um yeah. I mean, when we had to stop at an hour and a half, I was like, do we really have a half an hour left? But then I was so glad <laughs> that we had that last half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> the last half hour of this, when they crash into the marina and, like, they're avoiding the tanker and everything, when they're trying to do uh, evasive maneuvers in a giant cruise ship mm-hmm. is great because... <laughs> Everything takes so long, <laughs> and when you realize how slow everything is actually moving, it's like, and they're trying to make it seem so exciting. Mm-hmm. And then people are just, like, staring and gawking at it, and it's, it's yeah. There's pro. if this movie was 90 minutes, and, like, had that full dock crashing sequence in its entirety still, mm-hmm. if they had just cut out 20 minutes from earlier and, like, 10 minutes at the end mm-hmm. after it, it would be much more enjoyable because you would just get through all the boring stuff mm-hmm. on the cruise ship and then now we get to see this dumb 
Yeah. <laughs> I think they could have probably cut out more of the Titanic-y parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say right now it's on HBO, so if mm-hmm. you have HBO, open, or start playing it and skip forward to the last you know third of it. Just watch that segment. I think you'll have a good time. Yeah. Or, you know, if you have a lazy Saturday or something, mm-hmm. put it on while you're doing something else and then yeah. just make sure you're paying attention for the end. Yeah. But, yeah, I give this uh, one fake Keanu out of six knots an hour. Great. <laughs> yeah, I would I would definitely recommend this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Blake Wanger, for suggesting this this was so much fun um yeah i uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at miss Allie daniels and you can find me on twitter at rick boston mm-hmm. if you want to reach out to us we are at 30 below pod at gmail.com that's three zero below pod at gmail.com. Or you can just message us on Facebook because most of you are probably friends yeah, with like if you're cool I and mean, you know us if, and you, if you know us, <laughs> which you probably do if you're listening. And if you don't, hey, nice to have you as a listener. Um, I doubt that's happening, though. Yeah. Anyway. Be sure to reach out with any questions, comments, suggestions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guarantee we will read them on the air if we can. Yep. Because, uh, I mean, I set up an email account and everything. Yeah, we, and yeah we're doing You could just email us. Um, I do want to reiterate, if you are listening to this and you have a suggestion, Look at the rating on Rotten Tomatoes beforehand, because if you suggest something like Velocipaster, which has like a 60% rating, we're we're not going to do we're it. We're not doing Velocipaster. We're not doing Velocipaster. Sorry. Uh, if you pay us money, we'll do Velocipaster, but right now, yeah. we're not doing Velocipaster. Yeah, we got Venmo. I mean, so. we, I'd say we'd be willing to go as high as 35% tomatoes yeah if you make a case for why we should watch mm-hmm. it but we literally have one criterion in our name 30 below that's mm-hmm. it yep so anyway but uh, another idea that i had is that we could possibly if you made enough of a case for something we could do something where it is hard to believe that this crossed the threshold of 30 yes. 35%. But that's not that's excluding like campy stuff that's like self-aware. So, if you're suggesting that we're not going to do it. Yeah, we're not doing any Sharknados. Nope. Mm-mm. Anyway, I have been Allie and I have been Rick and you have been listening to 30 below. Thank you.